1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions
0: 18 plus. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.
4: My name's Kevin Graham, and welcome to the Wednesday Bulletin. The Bulletin, and makes as much sense as one's trust, but that's the a better job in running the company. I'm joined by James. James, how are you?
5: Yeah, I'm doing good. We've got Celtic back this weekend, so could not be more excited for having the season back than some regular competitive football.
4: Aye, regular football on Sunday. As a couple of the commenters have already come and, come. Come in and says they can't believe the areas. Edmund Byrne still can believe we are not playing first on Saturday, which is true. Uh, I'm actually quite pleased that we're actually playing on the Sunday at half past four because I am uh, got a short set at the Belladrum Festival on Saturday. So if the game was on Saturday, I wouldn't actually be able to make it. And the fact is, I'm travelling back down to Inverness on the Sunday, and so the half past four kickoff gives me. A wee bit of time to actually make it to actually go to the game. So I'm probably one of the only Celtic fans which are quite happy that the game's been moved to the that the game's been moved to the Sunday at half past four. James, you were at the press conference last week with Aaron Moy. How did that go?
5: Yeah, it was a bit of a surreal experience. Um Aaron Moy it was very soft spoken. Um, because you expect from the Australians we've got, we hear Ange and Harry Q on the touchline. Absolutely bellowing and shouting. I've got really strong voices about them. But Aaron Murray, he, he's always very sensitive, very soft spoken. But the main thing that I took away from it was that he it would always sort of round off every question with speaking about his fitness. I'm I'm looking forward to the new season, but I've i I've all got to work on my got to work on my fitness. So that makes me suggest that he'll be sort of a rotational player until he can get minutes in his legs, which with the way Celtic's fixture schedule is and how many games we've got to play, I don't know if it's going to be best for my having a lack of fitness. But once he can get back and get going, I think it'll be just fine for us.
4: I think that as well, really, And it was interesting to see that he did come on on Saturday. And I was really surprised at that with the short time that he's had with the squad, that he got a chance to experience Celtic Park on Saturday against Norwich the chances are he mean maybe will not feature at the weekend cause it's likely that he'll go he'll be going through a post-a-coggle pre-season at some point to try to bring him up try to bring him up to fitness i mean the the worry, the the worry that i've got james and we're going to we're going to talk about the state of the first team squad after now the pre-season games are all finished is you look at james McCarthy last year and Poster Cogley was quite open with yeah. it. James McCarthy, the fact that he'd missed pre-season set him back quite a bit. And I'm worried about the same as Aaron Moy. It's just genuine fitness levels because we, you listen to football players all the time going like that. If you miss pre-season, you're always playing catch-up. And it's
5: the same it, with he, No reason he was here. Right. Yeah. Save his season was because Kyogo got injured. And
4: mm-hmm.
5: we paid this money for Yakimakis, So if you're fit or not, you're going to be playing. Because at the start and around September October, he was taking a lot of penalties from people we can't forget. Because he missed that penalty, I can't remember if it was against Livingston or not. It
4: was against Livingston. I, I remember yeah. it very very well, James, because I that,
5: missed that but, after it as well. Uh,
4: I remember that very very well, James, because that was a half time game where I told everybody, it sits round about me at Celtic Park and goes up on the same supporters club as me that. Big Yakamarcus was an utter coup, and I couldn't believe who had actually signed him. But hey, <laughs> as a wise, a wise person once says, expectations are d- are just disappointments waiting to happen. Uh, now, a coup is a bar-
5: is in a bargain, or a coup is in the animal.
4: As an animal, ah. I, I was rating them at that point after seeing them for that first forty-five minutes. I was rating them at the same sort of. As bio and stuff like that. It looked like he was in a completely wrong game. Narcotech here, talking about Aaron Moy, says, genuinely believe when fit he will play in Europe. I'm on that bus. I reckon our midfield, when we play in Europe, will be a fit Arm Moy, Callum McGregor and one other.
5: You think Moy going to be playing at the six? Yes. I think for me...
4: A I'd- fit. A fit.
5: He didn't really give too much away in the press conference, but from the way he was describing himself and the way he plays, he's a very creative, a very technical player. That sounds like he's going to be playing further forward. For me, I think Cal McGregor, who's player of the year in Scotland in that position, I think he's going to be playing in front of the defence. He's going to be progressing to play forward with Hatate and Matt O'Reilly in the midfield.
4: Mm. I, I I think Moy. I think Moy has been brought brought in to bring his experience into Europe. That's just my thinking. That is really my thinking. But the the thing is, James. I still think there's a hole in the squad there in that centre defensive midfield position, and we really, and I really need. Or hope that Aaron Moyes, the centre, is a is a midfielder that we actually need to to like plug the gap that we we'll, plug the gap that we've actually got there. Um, the reason the reason being, I mean, Postacoglu has been saying that the that he, that he wants to bring in some more signings, but he won't be bringing in signings just for the sake of bringing in signings. He wants to bring in more robust quality signings, um, which doesn't bode too well for the number of players that we've used in, in this pre-season, does it?
5: Yeah, we're, we're not going to. always known Andrew's not going to make signs for the sake of it. Every single signing he has made has been smartly identified and tailor-made for a position. So if there's players who aren't going to be playing, Andrew will see you as replaceable. He will mm-hmm. replace you and you'll be out the door. Just like Albany he's going to be out the door. Just like we've brought in. Aaron Moy, because players like Soro, Beaton and other midfielders are going to be out the door. Well, If you're not going to be able to make it at Celtic, I'm just going to replace you. Uh,
4: definitely. And, and it looks that way, I mean, I was wondering when I read Poster comments regarding that, um, and, I, and I was going, I wonder if he's looking at maybe dipping into the loan market once the English season starts and they have to, what is it, the They have to trim their squads to twenty five or something like that. I I, kind of, I don't know. There always seems to be a point every season where young laddies then end up getting in the the English English Premier League team squads. But I also think if the opportunity arises for a Matt O'Reilly type player who is the future. Long-term future at defensive midfield or any other area, he will take that. He will take that punt on that if, if there is. And I'm going to use the word value, even though I hate using the word value. If the club believe there's value in taking a punt on, for example, the young guy for PSG, they might they might look at him just now and go, "No, he's no first team ready." But if the if the deal is right for them, I can see them taking a punt on, on guys that are in that sort of half-and-half half area there.
5: Well, from the way Celtic have been looking at defensive midfielders in the market so far, it's been they've had a similar profile. They've been tall and physically strong, but we lost out on Vinicius Sosa and the other day we lost out on Fausto Vera. He's away to Corinthians. Uh-huh. So I think as long as I've got the physical prowess to sort of Keep a bit of solidity in that midfield. I think we will, we will get one before the window's done, whether that be a one move or not.
4: Aye, I, 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 I've got a funny feeling that 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 our, what we're looking at now is maybe changed. What we're even though we're bringing, we're looking at guys to bring in to bring better quality into the squad. We're maybe looking at guys that are maybe not just quite ready, and we're going to go, but. We've had four preseason games. We've had the majority last season, and there is guys in the squad who let's let's not be about the bush here. Who just haven't turned up? Who look like they've lost their bus fare, home and they're walking home in the rain? They look like they don't want to be at the football club. So I'm going to after the game on Saturday, I had a wee write down of who in the squad I thought were first team players who Ange Postacoglu can go and actually trust. And I got 17, but then when I was re-reading that list there, I actually changed it to 16, and I put some in the to-be-decided list. So I'm going to go through the squad, and we'll discuss it after it. And lads, the 400 years who are actually watching at the moment, lads and lassies, hit like, subscribe, um, and because it really helps the channel, eh? And I want to hear your comments and real as well on the players that I think who are currently at Celtic are first team squad players. Joe Hart, I think that goes without saying. Ralston, Juranovic, Cameron Carter, Vickers, Stephen Wells, Starfield, Greg Taylor. I did have Bernabe in, but I'm going to put him as to be decided. Uh, McGregor, Hatati, O'Reilly, Turnbull, Maeda, Abada, Yakamakis, Kyogo and Jota. Um, TB Decided as well. Right, these are guys that have just arrived and, and they haven't really had a chance yet. And one guy who, who the judgment's still out on, shall we say. Segrist, well, we don't know. Is it, is it going to be a better backup to Brighton? We don't know. Arn Moy, don't know. Maritz, Kens, we don't know. Jens, that, that, Jens is it Jens? Kens, Kens.
5: Yeah. Maurice Jens.
4: Morris Jens. Right, I'll need to write that down, James. Thanks for keeping the right on that. And James Forrest. And I'm going to put Bernabe in the, in the to be decided. So if there's to be decided, that would be 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. That would be 21. I'm counting as definite squad players and potential squad players or the rest of them for me I think it's time for them to move on either on loan permanently and um eh, just disappear through the football club because it looks like they're not that looks like that they're no going to actually contribute anything to the season. Um what do you think of that list and anybody that you disagree with in there?
5: Um there were a couple of undecided ones that I would have had. In with the first team, I would add Seagrest. He's going to be the backup goalkeeper for me. 100%. I think he's better than Scott but I would add him in there. Um, I would add Maurice Jens in with the centre backs because I feel like you could use two backup centre backs in there. And Maurice Jens, I thought he showed a good quality in that Norwich game. He was good with both feet as well, was something I saw. So I think Stephen Welsh will still be the player start alongside Carter Vickers on Saturday but I wouldn't mind seeing Jens getting a starter even some minutes um, Bernabe I would again. it's just the new signings I would have around the first team because for me they've been signed for the first team and I don't think I caught you saying Christopher Julian there that's fair enough the fact that we've signed Jens I think means Christopher Julian is going to be out the door and there's links with France teams in France and teams in Germany so I think Julian will be out the door
4: I think so as well. There's a couple of people are coming in uh, to ask me to repeat the list. The reason that I haven't put the sign-ins in as definite first-team players. I've put them in as TDP to be decided and as in the first-team squad. So there's 21 all-in, but having a look at the squad, I reckon there's 16 guys that I know if I see their name on the team sheet. There's actually 22 because I've just forgot Ida Gucci, even though he's ended up in, injured. No, I've, I've, no, I've just, somebody in the comments has just pointed that out to me. Uh, so there's 22. I, I reckon there's 22 there. So the list again is Hart, Ralston, Juranovic, Cameron Carter, Vickers, Welsh, Starfield, Taylor, McGregor, Atati, O'Reilly, Tumble, Maida, Abada, Yakamakis, Kyogo, and Jota. To be decided is Either Gucci, Sigrist, Moy, Ken's, Jens or, and James Forrest.
5: Yeah, uh, yes. James
4: Forrest. So that, that that that's my twenty-one there.
5: Uh, it's like it's a good list for me. If you look at that list and you this starting eleven was to come out, you would see those players on the in the list and the starting eleven. There would be there'd be no panics about you seeing them in the squad. Whereas some of the players are undecided. There is going to be that unknown quantity. But if the players you're putting for your first team list, you know what you're going to get out of them, Aye. and there's there's no sort of reason to be worried or reason for sort of question about the manager's decisions.
4: No, no, that isn't. No, I'm going to ask you a question, and th- th- this is one of these questions that get put out here, where that always gets asked. Do you think our summer business has strengthened the first eleven? On for me, on paper, it doesn't look like it has, but Football's not played on paper, and I think what we're actually hoping for is improvement because we're in the second year of Postecoglou, and we look at the improvement of certain players already in pre-season, and we know we can't read nothing into pre-season, but there is certain there is certain improvements that you're actually seeing in guys, and you're gone. I mean, my hope, my, uh, my my hope for Europe is basically this: that this team's never been in <laughs> this team's never been in Europe. I know, I, I, I kind of, like, hindered myself that we weren't going to spend the 50, 60 million pound we weren't even going to spend the £25 million. So we hope that there's going to be players improve and become Champions League players under the fact that we've spent money on great backroom staff. We've got a, a decent manager and the standards behind the scenes have went up a level from the last couple of seasons. No last season, but obviously the, the previous year. That era between Brendan Rodgers and uh, Ange, Ange Postacoglu coming in. And that's what we're hoping for. So... That's when people say, Well, what's your first eleven? And you read your first eleven focal goal like that. And that's no different for last year though. You says that was you says that there was areas of improvement
3: that could happen last year. And I'm gone. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Aye.
4: There was areas of improvement last year, but we have had a full preseason. We're hoping these players progress as footballers and go up another level that's what that's what we're hoping for eh
5: yeah if, if I would look at it like this when people say that we stood still Jota and Cameron Carter-Vickers were brilliant last season but the only way we could improve on those two players is if we somehow were able to find better bargains and we paid for those guys which in that market we're not going to find so I would look at it like this if we Jota and Cameron Carter-Vickers are gone so Dyson-Mayder or James Forrester Abada is our strongest winners for that side would you say Giot is a better player than Maeda Abada and James Forrest I would say it is, so I would see that as an improvement mm-hmm. um, if we want to get Carter Vickers it would be Carl Starfield and Stephen Welsh as our two centre backs would you say Cameron Carter Vickers as an improvement on Stephen Welsh I would say is. so yes, is. I think I? I think these are signings that we've had to take to improve the squad I think with Bernabeu, that'll be an eventual improvement on the squad. And I think even with Maurice Jens, I think he'll be a good player to have around the squad. That's good that we've got the option to buy him before we didn't just rush in and pay the money. I think some of these will be eventual successes and then some of the signs that we've made, um, they have, I'd say they have improved the team because they're all going to make us get better as the season goes on as well. There
4: will all, they've all be that and I mean, been- I can't. I can't pass any judgment on players that I haven't seen. <laughs> that, that, that that that's a problem. That I mean, nobody can actually pass judgment on players that the haven't seen. We we are all just making predictions here, and I'm not willing to commit to actually to see if these guys are actually the five that I've got on the list. James Forrest, I've put on that list mainly because he's just coming back for injury, and it's going to be interesting how how he fits. And, uh, Dan's poster called the squad. But from what I've seen so far this season, Atate looks like he's been up a level. Jotters looks look like he's been up a level. We, we, we've added and cover at left back as well, which seems to have pushed Greg Taylor on uh, another level. We're, we're, we're sitting here going, where's Anthony Ralston going to stop? Because he, he's had a decent pre season as well. We've seen improvement in the players who were go to guys last season. But we can't we can't say that the signings that have came in yet we can a hundred percent trust because we've never seen them, James. And that's no me that's no me being negative, that's just me actually saying it as I see it. Hmm. Yeah,
5: I've, if you're saying it as you've seen it, you've obviously I've seen nothing. Aye. I've seen nothing of these see. players yet. But you you can judge the sort of minuscule amounts and minutes you've seen. But then again, if you if you were to write off a player for uh, based on a, just a pre-season, that would be unfair. But then you can't also say that they're going to tear the league apart just based on a pre-season. Either. So you've got to give these players time. See, with the Celtic coaching as well, we are mostly going to be improving these players because I think we've got a very good coaching team. So we'll see. The point to revisit this in January to see whether we've had a good transfer window or not, because a lot of these signings are going to take time.
4: I know. I, I remember when we first started doing this live, and Paul will probably kicked me off for actually saying this. But we had, we, we had, we had, we had a, a bulletin which says, "Is this best? This is, is this Celtic's best transfer window ever?" When we had signed AETI and Barkas and that, and look how that, look how that turned out. eh?
5: would I mean, put the that- tweet out on our social media. It was. They, which had all our signs for that summer on in the picture, And it was Celtic. The official Twitter tweet out, and that comes back to beat us. So James, uh,
4: James, we were all really excited. We were all really excited that, that we had spent big money on a Greek international goalkeeper. We had spent money on a a, a, a Swiss striker,
5: and it looked
4: like I uh, I uh, Shane Duffy came in. That's and so it looked good. It looked good. So once bitten, twice shy, mate. <laughs> that, 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 that's where I'm that's where I'm going no, with that.
5: i have got no reason no reason for doubt under Ange though I mean I say all the time we've got no reason to suspect that something like that will happen I think we can be confident enough with, in Ange
4: aye oh definitely and that's my that's my main hope my main hope of everything that Poster improves the squad that we've got there and the players seem to be buying into Poster And Ange is your biggest asset. As I say the first podcast that I came back on, Ange Poster Coglu wasn't the man that we wanted, but Ange Poster Coglu has turned out to be the man that we needed. And that's the, that's the best thing we can actually say about it. I sent you a couple of questions because, as everybody knows, this is all scripted and we get told what to say by the powers that be. Um, So I sent you you a couple of questions, James, just to, and I I want to get people involved in the comments here, so get in with your comments and that. So the first question I sent you is, who has been the biggest success in pre-season?
5: Well, for me, the biggest success of pre-season, you've just got to look at Twitter and see who everybody's been ranting and raving about on there. I've got a few names written down, but I'm going to go with Rio Hattari. I think you can see he's had the break, which everybody knew he needed, but one of the only sort of minor criticisms I had last season was his reluctance to drop Rio Hattari. I think there was sort of points at the end of the last season where you could see that Hattari needed a rest, but for some reason he just didn't get dropped. But we've seen his journals and stuff, we've seen how much he thinks a rest was needed because he'd played non-stop football. And with that summer break, I think he's going to come back better than ever. So I think he will be a very exciting player for next. He's my success of pre-season. A couple of other honourable mentions, though, I think David Turnbull has looked very impressive because a lot of people have been writing him off, which I don't know if that's just to do with the quality of Matt O'Reilly and there's so much sort of hype around him that David Turnbull's kind of been putting the back burner. But I think David Turnbull is someone else that we should be keeping an eye on. And he will be in and around the first team doing just fine next season and my other honorable mention was Anthony Ralston. the fact that people are thinking he could be starting ahead of Yusuf juranovic who's just had interest from Athletic on Madrid for the first game of the season says it all about how good Anthony Ralston's pre-season was and even before the pre-season he scored his first out goal for Scotland on his Scotland starting debut as well so I think there's a lot to look forward to for Ralston as well he's been taught about him improving he's only got to go up a couple more levels as well I think <sighs>
4: Interesting interesting. I'm I'm going to go to your Auntie Ralston one there, because he was one that I had written down as well. Um I think Auntie Ralston has given oh. of another level. Am I back in? I nah, here, you're back st- I'm I'm am, am, I, am I back now? Eh? Hold on, I'll open my door. Two cents. <laughs> oh, right. I'll try and get the I think Canada Ralston's gave us a sweet tantalising taste that there's another level there, and I'm going to say this: there could be a key and Tierney level on him. What do you think of that?
5: I think, oh, well, I think at this old sort of age that Ralston was at, I think Tierney was playing regular Champions League football when he'd already had Premier League interest. He's, I think he maybe even made the move to Arsenal at that point. I think Ralston, because of the sort of didn't at the start of his career he didn't really improve as a player at all since he's had those years those were the years where Kieran Tierney was playing every second week in the Champions, Champions League so I think he's just a bit too far behind in the growth and development that I don't think he could make it to a Kieran Tierney level I don't want to say it because I'm a big fan of Anthony Ralston, but I think
4: I don't think he's going to make that sort of level. I think there's plenty of scope left now. I think Ante Ante Ralston, has shown that he's got plenty of development left. And I don't know, it was just something in his pre-season games that I saw certain elements of Ciaran Tierney in him. And I'm like, I didn't think he had that in him. Same as I didn't think that he had last season in him. And I've got a funny feeling that he's going to boss this season. I mean, I, I think he's. You he, he saw his leadership qualities against Norwich as well. He he's got this. He's got this sort of this sort of Scottish determination, doggedness that came that came. Team had that will need in the side. People talk about Scott Brown disappearing, I and mean, I miss that's that sort of bite. I see it in guys like Ralston and, and uh, Greg Taylor. I, I see that sort of bite there, that sort of Scottishness. And there is a reason why Ange poster gave guys like Taylor and Ralston a contract, contract extensions, James.
5: Hmm. I see what you're saying, I see what you're saying. They've got, they seem like, there's a few players in the team, there's a couple, a couple of the Japanese boys, when they they tackle someone, they, are, they always rush to sort of help them up, give them a pat on the back, make sure they're right. Whereas guys like Anthony Ralston, they'll just, Go through them, man. And then they will even bother to go help them up and check them out. You sometimes want your players to be... And the only word to use is a bit of a bastard. Sometimes you just need those sort of players in your We
4: apologise to anybody for the bad language there, if anybody's actually bored, but we apologise for the bad language.
5: Mm.
4: <laughs> it's usually me that does it, James, so well done.
5: Uh, it's it's the, only, the only word you could use, and sometimes you need those sort of players in your team. You don't want to just be... Known as nice guys, because when nice guys come up against the bigger and better teams, they get pushed over and brushed aside, especially in Europe. Having those sort of players in your team, I'm not going to repeat the word again, but having those sort of players in your team all a to paid dividends.
4: Alex Burrow, thank you, Alex. I agree, Kev, for a change. Thank you very much, Alex. I know me and you have had many, many a ding dong there. A lot of love in the comments for David Turnbull as well. This this is a big season for David Turnbull. Michael Ross comes in and says Turnbull is a baller. It was kind of overlooked by the fantastic performances of Matt O'Reilly and also uh, Atati as well. But I, th- I think David Turnbull has absolutely done himself the world a good this pre-season as well. And I think he offers us something really, really different in that middle of that park. I mean, people say that we've got options that in that middle we do, but I reckon every one of them slightly, slightly different. And I think David Turnbull's got that Stan Petroff ability to break the line in between the midfield and the strikers that but then he seem to have for, for any other midfielders, James.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of David Turnbull. I have been to the last few years. Listen, I've got Ange is a big fan of David Turnbull as well. Turnbull was playing... Regular football almost every week, pretty much, up until it got injured in the League Cup final. It was to a higher level as well. I can't remember, but I think it might have been double figures for both goals and assists. But my favourite David Turnbull quality is he's got an eye for a shot as well, but it's not like a Ryan Christie eye for a shot where he takes that many shots from range, he gets frustrated. But he's very good at this and And I'm a big fan of that. I don't know if I'm such a big David Turnbull fan because... He sort of provided that shining light during the worst season in my Celtic supporting career. So he, he sort of stood out. He was only sort of light from that season. But we've got he's just unlucky that we've got a very strong midfield. But I think he still has a place in that midfield. I don't know whether that means you drop Matt O'Reilly to get there because those are the two similar players. If David Turnbull's going to be coming into the team, I think it will be Matt O'Reilly that goes out. So... It just depends on how everybody plays,
4: really. It, it does. Uh, it's great. As, but it's absolutely fantastic to have to have those to have those options in the middle of the park. And again, he, he's in my top sixteen players. And if I saw any of the combination of the three midfield players that I've got in that top sixteen, I'm, I'm not going to be worried. And a drop off in quality, there'll probably be a drop off in what's certain technical aspects each player gives us, which will slightly change the way that we play, but all of them bring a certain level of quality, which is all we're actually asking for in, in your in your first-team squad. One player you didn't mention, and I'm going to mention him, I think that one of the successes of this pre-season has been Greg Taylor. Um He's like a dog with a bone with that first-team jersey now where I was buying Burnaby as well. And it looks like he's no going to look it up. And I think there's been a noticeable improvement in Greg Taylor's mobility and energy levels and also physicality this pre-season in the couple of games that I've watched him. And he's no gaining up that jersey for a fight.
5: Yeah, for me, Greg Taylor, with Greg Taylor, I think, at a domestic Scottish level, you sort of know what you're going to get. I would be lying if I said his performance levels hadn't risen. The games that I'd sort of had criticisms for David Turnbull were the bigger games, like the matches against Rangers, and then the League Cup, semi-final finally scored against Rangers. David, Greg Taylor was very good in that game. But the main deciding factor for me to see how far David, not David Turnbull, Greg Taylor has come, will be at the Champions League games. Because I think, I've always thought, He's too small for those games, but it's also too high a level for those games, where he's just going to get caught out. So, the main sort of indicator as to how far Greg Taylor has come will be those Champions League games. Because if he's just getting torn apart by the high level opposition, then it's just going to show me he's the same sort of player he was before.
4: Aye. I think that's not too harsh. No, no. I mean, there was a game. I can't remember what game it was against Europe. I think it was Leverkusen when he had two mistakes in a couple of minutes, and I think he gave—he definitely gave away a penalty kick, and he, he completely lost the plot. But this is this is a development that we need. Where we are a club, it's not going to buy the finished article. We've got to actually d- develop players to play at that level, and that's something that we haven't done over the last couple of years. And it's something that we hope Man's Postacoglu actually can can actually do over over the next couple of years as well and these lads are going to make mistakes in Europe, they are going to make mistakes in Europe but I want to see them competing in Europe I want to see them not being frightened to take that step into Europe and understand that people have got like concerns defensively, of course we've got concerns defensively, just the way that we play football we are going to have con- concerns de- uh, we're going to have concerns uh, like defensively but I think sometimes you've just got to embrace it. I would, I would rather play the way that we play and take it to teams and try to give the try to give the Frankenstein monsters of football uh, of football clubs in the Champions League a bloody nose than park the bus and hope for the best.
5: Yeah, um, for me, with Greg Taylor, I don't know if you should just persist with him just because you want him to do well. Though, are you going to settle for him to make mistakes just because he's?
6: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
5: Because I've not really seen the bite from in Europe yet, Greg Taylor, I think. We'll see where him and Bernabe are in January. And then we'll sort of know who the, who the top left back is at our club.
4: What well, I will say is both of them will get minutes. Both of them are going to get enough yeah. minutes for us to actually make a judgment because of the number of games we've got to play from, between Sunday and the break-off for the, one of the strangest World Cups that will ever be in our lifetime zooms. Um So... They they what they are going to get minutes and we are going to make be able to make a judgment on these players. And even but even still I would actually say with Bernabe, you've got to give a lad a lad for Argentina a season to actually bed in. Get used to working under Foster Condlu. So you're talking about this point next year you might actually only seem the best of Bernabe But he is going to, he is he is actually going to get time like to actually pro- prove himself this this season. Uh Paddy Laverty comes in and he says Hoopy the Huddle Hound had a great pre season.
5: <laughs>
4: that's that's nice to know.
5: I feel uh, pretty sorry for Hoopy the Huddlehound because whoever was in that com- whoever was in that costume in that sort of heat. I, I, I feel pretty sorry for Hoopy the Huddlehound.
4: What happened to the girl Huddle Hound at the HUD? She seemed to have disappeared. Like, I, I don't know. Even, I I answer, answers answers in the me. comments if <laughs> anybody can tell us what happened to Hoopy's girlfriend. Uh, great link-up play with Abada and JJ is about David Turnbull. His attacking stats are top class. Play him every time against Bus Parkers. Francisco comes in. The bull is a great for a goal or two. And I already brought up Ryan. The Tim Turnbull is a monster. Frank Kennedy pulls me up. Ralston is as good as Kearney Te- Kevry with four wee smiley faces. I can't wait. You're coming there for Frank, but what I actually says? I says I've seen the potential to go to that level. And I didn't think he had that in him, but I have seen the potential to go to that level. If he keeps on, I've frozen again. eh?
5: no, you're, not, you're still going.
4: No, I'm, I'm frozen on my screen. Um, <laughs> uh, if he keeps on going to the level, the level that uh, if he keeps on progressing at the level that he's actually going, the Champions League will be good for Anthony Ralston. We'll move on to the next question that I sent you, James. Um, surprise in the preseason.
5: For me, a surprise in the pre-season, I'd have to go with... I've got a few options written down, but I'm going to go with Boston Lowell. I think the way he's looked so composed and hasn't looked that far out of place alongside those first-team players, because for me, when you are got to give these young players a chance, it shouldn't be in a team full of youngsters. The proper way to give them a chance is to put them in a team with the strongest 11. So then you see how they fit in. So, and I think... Boswell-Law was taken to like a duck to war. I think even I think he's been good player obviously Julian as well in pre season and defense has looked pretty shaky at some points in this pre season. But I think the fact that Boswell-Law hasn't like that much out of place it sort of says good things for where he will be in the first team in the future. It's just the only thing that has me worried is for his development would be the signing of Maurice Jens. So I think for me Boswell-Law would be fifth choice centre back at the moment. But the fact that he got so much minutes. So it should be a good sign, for him, for for this season. I
4: don't remember we were sitting waiting on Brian to come and join us, <laughs> James. Well, he's messaged us. How how really the well. lads off this week? But watching news boys smash it. Brian, we never received the note for your mot, He said that you weren't coming in, so you'll need to get that sorted. It
5: finally,
4: finally, he's turned up. We all, I think it's very, very clear that he needs a loan move. Uh, I don't think B team football is going to suit him in the Lowland League, even though I
5: think the Lowlands go- coming in is all going to encourage that. I uh, don't want it to be a lower Scottish team, though.
4: I no, I mean he, went, he played for the B team last night. Him and uh, Johnny Kenny went back down to the B team last night, and they, they got beat off Cowden beef. Who Hearts B had smashed six 0 on, on the Saturday, so I think I think Wall and Ken, Kenny both need to go out on one. I, I, I really do, but I, I get what you say. He, he came in; he didn't look that out of place, but there was definite, definite rough edges that needs to get that that need to get sharpened up. And the lone move will actually do will, will actually like do them uh, really, really good. Any other surprise? Any other surprises in pre season for you, James?
5: I think Wild was sort of the only one that really got consistent minutes out of the B-team players in pre-season. I think on the occasions where they got a start, I thought Rocco Vata and Johnny Kenny both looked pretty impressive. Johnny Kenny could have had a hat-trick if uh, Christopher Julian never jumped in and stole the goalsman. But I think <laughs> if anyone in that B-team is going to be getting an opportunity next season, whether it is a lone move to another club to get minutes to come back, first-team ready, or not, I think it will be both in
4: Right, definitely. Edmund Byrne comes in again and tells me that uh, Hoopie dumped her as she was caught getting her belly tickled for Broxy Bear. Well, I mean, that should be on Jeremy Kyle, maybe not on the bulletin on a, on a Wednesday afternoon, but we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave that there. My surprise, and this is, I've been really, really impressed with Dyson Maeda this, this pre-season. yes, Sometimes he still got on the look of a toddler trying to catch a bouncy ball. He still has that and sometimes he still misses easy chances. But his work rate, his speed and his instinct, new I see him as a major, major party. Ange Poster Celtic, especially in Europe. He's going to be worth his weight in gold against defences who are like better. Than what we've actually faced domestically, Mm. the way that he closed down, the way that he, the the way that he presses, and the fact that he's got that instinct in the box, I was really, especially the game against Legia, the the game against Legia, I thought it was absolutely Mm. outstanding. The runs that he was making. And the understanding that he was getting from the midfield, because we're actually now playing quicker balls. For me, Dyson Maida Maeda has been a, has been a surprise to me that this pre season. Maybe I just didn't actually rate him, but I had a look at him, and there is. I mean, there is clear deficiencies in his game, and hmm. I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not slagging the guy for that. There is there is clear deficiencies in his game, but what else? What what, what you can actually bring on the other side, like? makes up for it really
5: does yeah I think oh, it didn't come as a surprise to me that Dias Maida was very good in pre I don't think it was a surprise because I've always thought that Dias Maida was a very good player the only sort of issue you would have with him is maybe he misses a few chances as well but Kilgo misses a few chances as well and for me he's the second best player in the team behind Cal McGregor but I think Maida proved a lot of people wrong in that Norwich game, there's a lot of people who slayed him for not being a technical player, doesn't have any technical ability. And then he scores a cracking back heel in that friend against Norwich. I think, as you mentioned, against those sort of better quality defences in Europe that are maybe going to just push that bit further forward. They aren't going to just sit back. Maeda will have the time of his life and so will Kyogo and so will Shaw as well.
4: As, as, and... Uh... When, when I wrote this down when I was thinking about maybe I've been I says maybe i have been harsh on Maida uh, like because of his stats in Japan the goals and that that he scored in Japan the fact I that a lot brought- of
5: fans were harsh on him a lot of fans were harsh on him his first sort of few seasons I don't know no, not first few seasons his first few games he, he, he scored against Hibs I think it was the draw away at Easter Road that maybe brought Maida in for some sort of unneeded criticism, the same way sort of Yakimakis had it, and the only way to sort of stop that criticism is to, to prove them wrong. Yakimakis done that, and Maida's doing the same. He's still got some doubters, but I can see him prove them all wrong.
4: Aye, I mean, he's getting a lot of love in the comments. He, 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 is, he is getting a lot of love in the comments. Somebody just brought up a... There we go. Uh... The Raga Free, I do love that that uh, name. First point about Maeda, he's better for his work off the ball than on it. He'll score goals, but his first touch is ropey. It is, it is ropey, and so, somebody else is coming and says, what are Maeda's deficiencies? It's Chris Mulligan comes in and says, what are Maeda's deficiencies? As I say, he sometimes looks uncomfortable on the ball, and he's must he, he does miss easy chances. That, that's been proved. There was a chance against Rangers last season when he Absolutely bottled that mm, against Al- against Alan McGregor. Against Lega, he could have had a heart trick before he actually eventually scored. Possibly, it's mm. hard- it's possibly his hardest chance, and that is what he, we're going to get that from. He's going to be he's, he is I reckon he's going to frustrate me at times, but I'm going to love him for the other elements that the game of the games that he brings in. And if, if we're talking about Europe, is that for me? he's a definite start on Europe, James?
5: Yeah, for me, the hundred percent starts. But I was just going to make the point. If your number one criticism about an attacker is they're finishing and they're still getting twenty goals a season, sure that just shows the quality of the player. That shows how good he is. My front three in Europe, but this could be a question for another day. But in Europe, I would be having Maid on the left, Kyle go up front, and then I'd be going Yzota on the right. Um, but I lunch what what would you go with? Would you disagree with me on that?
4: I wouldn't I dis would, I wouldn't disagree with you on that. No, I think it depends on the position and what we're, what we're trying to do. But I would go that that would be my front free. That would be my strongest front three, and that's extremely harsh on Yakamakis. That is extremely harsh on Yakamakis. But that's the options that we've got up front there, eh? and and it's extremely harsh on Abada because I actually had yeah. written down as well that Abada had impressed me in pre season as well because. He started going past fullbacks yeah, towards to the yeah. towards the tail end of last season. He wasn't going past anybody, but this the start of this pre-season, He's actually started going past fullbacks again, and he, he scored. He scored a he, he scored a, a decent goal as well. And and I was gone. Wait a minute. He he's actually looks like he's stepping up again. Where at the yeah. tail end of last season, I was maybe going, I've got to remember that he's only twenty. I've got. Yeah, I've got. To,
5: that-
4: sorry, James. Are you
5: gets he seems to get pretty frustrated when he receives the ball to feet because he doesn't really like taking his man on. He's much better running behind the defender, receiving the ball in mind and just running onto it. So I think, I can see what you're saying about that, but he's starting to change his game up. And for me, I think, I much prefer Jota playing out on the left because he can just cut inside and cross, hit it straight away. Whereas when he's played on the right and he cuts inside, he's often forced backed away by the defenders which I, I, you have having to put Maeda in you have the to shoehorn Jota out onto the right if Celtic it shows the depth of quality we have in that attack That you could even change things up and go Jota on the left Yakimakis, and then Abad on the right then you're still I don't think you've lost any quality in the forward line there either it just shows the depth of quality we have in that front three
4: uh, as Kaiser HTTC comes in and says clinical is essential in Europe. And again, one of the things I think Maida could be more clinical, and also, as well, uh, Yota your I mean, how many times has he cut inside and blown the ball across the bar? That's got to be that, one part. Of that
5: bit. thing that happens off the right, it's usually always when he's playing off the right.
4: Aye, uh, so that's one thing that we I mean. We're not going to get as many chances as Europe and Europe as we get domestically. So we need the guys up front. If they get that chance, they've got to be clinical. And my, my mind's the goal just flashed into my head. There was Maida's header against Bodo Glunt. That was a, that was a great goal. That was a fantastic goal. And a game where nobody really actually played very very well. Uh, yeah, Kaiser comes was,
5: we need to take our chances though. Then with the better finishers in the front three and a bad on the Akamakis then, would those two be really pushing for pushing for starts in those European games then, when chances are limited?
4: Again, have we got to the point where we've got six choices and we wouldn't be too disappointed with whoever actually plays. Yeah. And, think about where we were at this point, this point last season, James A, we, we were lucky if we had one choice up yeah. front. But, uh, Kaiser, come, Kaiser comes in again and says Abada will tear it up. Alan Robertson, Maider should be used away from home, away from home or in Europe. He's a workhorse. cost Jota on the left for home games and Abada on the right. Again, I'm not going to argue with that because I think both Maida and, and Abada have had very, very good pre seasons. Uh, Ridiculous up comes in Kyogo, Gigi and Dyson, and all very good at pressing. Very, very. Impressive, Daniel Brown about Maeda, correct Kevin he impacts every game, and Paul McGurton just calls Dyson a machine, which which is a good which is a good um, description of the baldy headed Kamatachi. Kamatachi is a Japanese wind spirit. By the way, wind spirit. That's what a Kamatachi is. For anybody that wants to look that up or just thinks, I just made that up because I just kind of made, that, made things up. Uh, what was the next question? Thoughts pre-season. of pre season. <laughs> who, 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 who's Waltz. completely missed the bus in pre season?
5: Well, I just had a player written down who I thought had a poor pre season, but. He's obviously going to turn around. I had Cameron Carter-Vickers written down, but he's obviously going to turn it around because he is the best defender of the club. But if we're talking about a flop, a player who's sort of written himself off from Celtic, I'd, I'd have to go with I thought, he's just hasn't ever shown anything in any of the games he's played for Celtic. went to say he has a future at the club. And I'm pretty sure he was brought in before Ange became manager as well. So I don't. I just see him If someone can cough up some cash from, or if they can get another loan move an option to buy, then it's probably best to get Uruguiri out the door.
4: Uh, he, he played the two games at fullback, and I and, and I and I was very I was I was very light on him because of he's not a fullback. He's a centre half. Uh, he's not a fullback. He, he's a centre half, and. He had a decent. He had a decent time in Belgium last season when he was actually playing his centre half. He's not going to get in front of the centre halves that are that, that are already at the club. We've got five better options
5: there. We've got oh, really?
4: five better options in front of him. So why I would maybe not say it was a flop a pre-season, And maybe I agree with you. I do agree with you. It's time. It's time to actually for him to move on, uh, and permanently actually it's time for, for the sake of his career is, the, is to move on permanently um, but I don't think he was a flop I think he just sort of proved that there, were, that there was maybe better options in
3: front of him <laughs> if you yeah. if if can what I mean um. mobile phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with Cox Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details.
6: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
4: For me, guys who were given loads of minutes, and well, he got 180 minutes, right enough, but guys that were given lo- loads of minutes and never done nothing there. I think top of that list is Albie and Aieti. I mean, appeared ag- <laughs> a, 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 appeared against uh, Victoria Wiener and never been seen since.
5: Yeah, that, that Victoria Wiener game, Albie and Aieti was that bad in that game that he actually started trending on Twitter that's a Celtic pre-season friendly game against a nobody team and Yeti yeah, was trending on Twitter because of how bad he was so that says like everything you need to know about that performance and is it his time is up is it, yeah
4: Aye I, I think so I think if we can get any sort of money for him whatsoever or we can actually terminate his contract that's on the cards Another one who's been spoke about numerous times on not on this just bulletin on every bulletin. I think christopher Julien is time at Celtic is done, which is a shame. The big man was immense for us for about eighteen months, but then the, the 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 stain of the ten in a row season, which wasn't a ten in a row season, has been difficult for him to get out of. And Kenny had a bad injury and all of that, but his performances before then were starting to slip in that as well. There was always rumours that he was always looking to leave, that he wanted to leave the summer, and the summer before ten in a row um, as well. And I don't think he, I don't, I don't think he, he, he looks right now. I don't think he looks right. I don't think he's enjoying it, James. Maybe that's the best way of putting
5: it. Yeah, I'm. I always same I'm a big Christopher Julian fan, but I think. It it just wasn't going about it the right way. He wanted minutes, which he wasn't getting because how settled the sort of centre back parent was, and he was going about it the wrong way with these Instagram posts with the emojis and the captions, and then going and trying to fetch media to get a start for the last game of the season, which and basically looked at as a sl- slap in the face. So Julian didn't get the start he was asking for. So he's went about things the complete wrong way. Um, this last sort of season uh, it's sad because uh, the amount of good moments that he's given us just even in that one season alone the Lazio game at home the Rangers Cup final
4: he, he gave us some great moments
5: There's in some of the biggest games for that season he was a man of match he was man of match Lazio home and away first derby game basically second or third start against Rangers eyeballs when he won 2-0 the Johnny Hayes game Christopher Julian was man of match in that game so oh, he like, was, it, it, was it, immense, was, oh. it was a brilliant player for us. Even Ball, Ball and Golly was good that day, which is another player that we're just delighted to get out the door.
2: Like,
5: Julien, you Julian. Know, He'll most likely be gone for I mean, one or two million pounds, you would think.
4: But Ball, Ball and Golly was also part of our best transfer window ever. If, <laughs> I mean, if you actually, if you believe no, that yeah. Celtic tweet, and actually our bulletin as well, and our bulletin as well. Um, and Goll and Gollywood actually played well at that day at Ibrox when we were depleted and ended up Johnny Hayes' finest moment in a Celtic jersey. <sighs> um, no, surely. Surely, surely Mikey Johnson as well, I think everybody's going to agree that a lone move which looks like Belgium is yeah. going to be best for the player. But it still seems that the club are holding out some hope of the potential player coming out, Jamesy. Mm-hmm.
5: I think I think Mikey Johnson he's, he's got to go I don't think there's really a future there for him I don't know if you saw it but he was liking tweets on Twitter about the fans sort of writing off Scottish players and scaring them away and then becoming international players like Jack Henry so he doesn't seem too happy with it but it's, whether it's things that's like his control or not he's just not been good enough at the end of the day and when you consider the age he's at and we've got younger players like Abada I think when you're going to compare Mikey Johnson to a player at Celtic, you shouldn't be comparing him to like someone at Padda because a has got um, two years in development on Mikey Johnson. Mm-hmm. He's got another two years to go. If you're comparing him with someone and it's going to be a very harsh comparison, it's sure because they mm-hmm. the same sort of age range, the same position and sure is, we just signed Jota for £6 million. Is anybody going to come in and pay £6 million for Mikey Johnson? You'd be lucky for six hundred grand for Mikey Johnson. So I think He's got to get a loan out to try and prove himself.
4: Uh, he has got to get a loan out to try and prove himself. I mean, there is a player there. I've spoke to guys who played with him at youth level and says he was the best player in every age group, most talented, most natural ability. Alan Morrison, uh, the, the dawn of stats on a Celtic state of mind will actually tell you why the certain aspects of his game are, are the same as, as, as Jota. His final, his final decision making, as well as well away, as well it's well down where it should be compared to other guys, and and that front three, and I think that I think that's the the problem. Uh, I don't think he's been developed properly at Celtic. I don't think they've maybe gave him a lot a, a lot of game time. You've got to remember he's only started sixteen games in three seasons. Yeah,
5: well, so we can't forget though, Mikey Johnson. I wouldn't blame sort of Celtic coaching teammates. It was injuries that basically... Uh, inju- As injuries, ...everything from. Because in the season that eventually got curtailed about three quarters of the way through with COVID, Mikey Johnson was starting consistently at the start of that season. I remember he started in that 2-0 game at Ibrox and he assisted Odds and Edouard's opener in that game. Mikey Johnson was getting consistent minutes and he looked on track to have a good season before injuries plagued him, which has been... The story his entire time at Celtic, and it's just really unfortunate that all the potential in the world that he had has just been derailed by injuries.
4: Aye, as I, 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 I don't remember Neil Lennon tried to play him as a centre forward a couple of times as well, eh? Heady <laughs> that days. was
5: best at times, so that was heady
4: days. <laughs> Lewis Morgan as well as a centre forward, eh? A oh. couple of shouts in the comments, James will have. Briefly, we will discuss him. Kingston boy, James McCarthy. Again, I think he's had enough opportunity and he's been rolling around pre-season, running like a hamster with one lung for me. (laughs) And it's. I don't know what's going to happen with James McCarthy. Uh, I was talking to a St. Johnson fan at the weekend and he would love to see James McCarthy at St. Johnson. And I went, well, maybe that would be a move that would be better for James McCarthy because I don't think he's going to make it. I don't think the Celtic move has suited him whatsoever.
5: Well, I think James mccarthy he'll be a bit encouraged now that Edigucci's injured because that moves him up in the pecking order. And if you're looking at the pecking order, the sixth role, it was McGregor, Edigucci and McCarthy. Mm -hmm. McCarthy is now a backup defensive midfielder, which... Is a bit of a bad thing. You need you need some sort of improvement there, but I, the many years we got on that James McCarthy contract, who's going to come in and pay the money for him? And we we can't exactly release him either because I can't imagine his wages are going to be too low either. So it's just I think I don't really know what to expect from James McCarthy if he's going to leave. I know there's not going to be too much starting football for him, but as a rotation player maybe something but I'm just not too sure what's going to happen James McCarthy to be honest with you
4: I don't know either. Jordan comes in I'm going to bring this up because we like to give a balanced view here legit I'm a McCarthy truffer the boys like him Ange doesn't dislike him he's got some mongrel about him if he's happy being on the bench then I would keep him again he's had a couple of games where he's came on and he hasn't done nothing. The team's sort of fallen apart. When the teams came on, they started to get overrun and they've put it down to pre-season, but put it down to too many changes at that point. Eh? McCarthy seemed to have been a, a a a starting point for that collapse in a lot of the games as well that, 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 that he's came on. It, it could just be... I don't know. I, I'm fed up trying to find excuses for him. I'm, I'm really after, and I, I don't want to be bad on the fella because he's a far better player, football player, but I'll ever be. And he's living the dream. He's a Celtic fan, playing playing for Celtic. He? he has, he's got a league's winners medal, he's got a league cup winners medal, and all of that. Eh? But I'm just having a look at it, and I'm going, I just can't. He see where he fits into an Ange Postecoglou Celtic. That's that's just that's just that.
5: He's got he's got a Scottish Premiership and a League Cup winners medal. The same way. Ryan Bertrand puts a Champions League winner's medal. He didn't really play too much football to really contribute to those. If you're spending a year trying to find excuses for the guy then maybe it's time to sort of think well, maybe there is no excuses for the guy maybe it was just a bad deal that we threw a four year contract at. I think the only person it was a good deal for was James McCarthy because he's going to be getting a good paid out of it and he's at uh, one of his favourite clubs. So Yeah, it's if you've spent that long looking for excuses, you get to find one, and that says it all.
4: Aye, definitely. Red Scotland comes in. No wonder McCarthy looks exposed. The style of play is gung ho. Well, what I would say to that is maybe it would be better signing players that are suited to that gung ho style. And I don't think it's James's fault (laughs) when when he came in. I don't know who. I don't know who sanctioned the signing. Anyway, right. This is no a McCarthy witch hunt. It is now James McCarthy witch hunt. It's just our views based on the six preseason games that we've been lucky enough to watch, James, ain't it? Now, let's make wild prediction time. Wild prediction time. Uh player who who do you reckon will be Celtic's player of the year? Also get involved in the comments with us. We've only we've only screenshot all the comments or anything like that and, and bring them up at later dates, but who do you think will be Scottish Celtics Player of the Year and I'll pro- possibly Scotland's Player of the Year as well
5: I made a bold prediction put my neck on line in the Axon chat after the leisure Warsaw game I said Rio Hittati is going to be the Scottish Football Player of the Year not just Celtic Player of the Year I think he's going to be the Scottish Player of the Year I think he's going to go up a level I and mean, you can tell how good he was last year then God knows how high the standards going to be for Real attacking and I think he's going to he's going to tear this league apart.
4: Okay, I'm going to go through some of the comments here. Jim Brown says Atati. Daniel Brown says a bladder. Uh. Ridiculous uh, says Kyogo. JJ Celtic O'Reilly. That's Robert Gibson that, okay. says J- J- James McCarthy. Jordan says Arm Moy. Another one for Real Atati. There be Kingston boy. A lot coming a lot coming in for Atate, Red Scotland, Callum McGregor. Uh oh, well, Michael it's Ross, nice. y- Yakamakis. He comes in and says, Andrew Galee, Maida's got to be top goal scorer. Come on, Ian. This is like me. I says the other day that Ian Brown was the best singer I've ever heard. Ian comes in and says Albion is going to be Celtics player of the year. Uh, another one for O'Reilly. I'm going to chuck one out there, right? I mean, I already says on Colin's podcast at the start of the season, I thought either Gucci would be a massive play for us, and I'm, I'm not going. To, I'm not going to like knock that back. But Maurice Jens has come in unheralded. There's just something that I've got a gut feeling in my stomach that he's going to have a fantastic season for us. He's like a surprise sign, and it was done quickly. We've been linked with him before and there's too many weird links to Celtic, the Matt O'Reilly link, the the fact that he seems to know quite a lot about the club already. It's got a kind of Cameron Carter-Vickers-like feel about it because Cameron Carter-Vickers came in right at the last, right at the last breath of the transfer window last season as well and went on to be having an absolutely fabulous season. And I just get the same sort of vibe. I've got nothing to base this on whatsoever apart from apart from a gut feeling that that Jens Yens uh, could be a pivotal part of Celtic this season once he gets up, up to speed and he could be a contender for player of the year if my gut feeling is right. But as I said I don't know to back that up I'm just, It's just, like, it's just it's a feeling It
5: uh, wasn't in your first team players list <laughs> we've done have four minutes ago that I guess he's going to be player of the year it was it in to be
4: decided. It was in my oh. to be decided list, oh. and I've decided that he's going to be player of the year in the space of fifty eight minutes. <laughs> see, that's what you get today on these eh? hey, things, James.
5: Pop- it seems seems like it's written in the stars for me to succeed. The way he's been speaking about the club and how it's clear Aye. he wants a permanent deal, it seems like everything's is going to work out. So we'll need to we'll need to see other things. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts against Aberdeen on Saturday. I don't think Stephen Welsh has done anything to show that he shouldn't be starting. I think he's just been fairly standard in pre season. But Maurice Jens, I'll show where Ange views him as a certain player as well uh, at that point sort of in the season. Where does he view that by Ange amongst that starting 11?
4: Well, we'll soon find out. Michael Ross comes in. <laughs> he's quite right. What he actually says Michael speaks the truth. You can't judge Jens yet. Now, aye, exactly. Uh, first, Paul McQuaid. Paul McQuaid here, J- Jens looks like a Julian Carbon copy. No, no aggression. Again, uh, Alan Morrison, a lot more learner than me, actually says that he, he's very, very like Julian, but he just seems to be a younger, quicker version. Uh, and what else? Anybody else here? Anybody else? Uh, Johnny Ryan doesn't rightly put out that Jens has to get in the first team. Look, I'm just chucking these wild wild productions out here because that's what we do, this is entertainment this has been your Wednesday Acts on Bulletin, thank you everybody for joining joining us getting involved in the comments I hope you've enjoyed it, please like and su- subscribe and please remember just don't be bombs to each other in real life see you all later, bye
6: Not just a media company. iHeart is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's
0: get
2: you taken care of.